Good afternoon, and welcome back. It is Podcony, the Falcone podcast, and today we're talking about Halo. The name is wrong again. I really cannot get that right, but oh well, I'll fix that in just a moment. Let's introduce the guests. Toby, the... Let me think about this. The prophet of regret to my prophet of truth. The Cortana to my master chief? No? <laughs> How are you doing today, Toby? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to talk. I feel like everyone's so professional. They're all like professional Halo fans, professional Halo players, and I'm just like, <laughs> I like it. So I feel like uh, I I'm here as a little bit of flavoring to the otherwise perfect dish. But you're, you're, a big, you're a big Halo fan yourself, right? I like it. I'm a fan. I'm into it, yeah. <laughs> good. Well, that's what I want to hear. And I knew I'd get the cameras around the wrong way as well. Oh, well, it's work in progress. We're fixing this. But next up, the former pro player of the roster. You know what I'm talking about, Harry. How's it going? He's talking about someone else, I think. I don't think he's talking about me at all. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to talk to you a little bit more about what it's like to be a Halo pro player. Because, like, I mean, we, we've talked about it casually in the past, but I'm, I'm just fascinated by it. Yeah, no, it's, um, it should be pretty good. There's a lot of, uh, there's a wide variety of what we can talk about later on uh, throughout the whole course of the show. You know, multiplayer from me. I'm going to hear a lot from the single player and the campaign from you guys because I almost 99% don't have a clue. So I'm, it's going to be a learning front for me. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. But no, apart from that, yeah, excited to be here. The only Halo Pro player in the history of Halo Pro players that's never touched the campaign. But I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping that that is going to change soon. Uh, Harry, as well, is a good friend of mine. We've worked several esportsy events together in the past. I'm oh, just glad to have a chance to catch up with you as well. Uh, last but not least, we have very heavily endorsed by so many other people. I was a bit of a loss to who to get for my fourth person on today. And on Twitter, people were going mad. They're like, Kexman, you want Kexman? He is the man with the Halo. He does a World of Warcraft podcast, but he never talks about World of Warcraft. He talks about Halo. Kexman, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? No worries. Thank you for inviting me on. It's uh, it's it's not often I get a chance to talk Halo. Um, the guys over at Warcraft Radio are sick to death of me talking about Halo. So a chance to actually talk to people that you know, kind of kind of talk my language is uh, it's a blessing. I'm really really excited to uh, to sort of get my thoughts of Halo Infinite and see what you folks think as well. Excellent. Well, just a little reminder, you could be watching in a variety of different ways right now. We are live on Twitch, Wednesday, 3.30pm British Summertime, twitch.tv forward slash Falcone Hosts. The podcast is every week, every Wednesday at that time. So if you're watching on demand, feel free to tune in live next time. If you are watching live and you miss any of it, you can watch on demand after on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, any of the podcasty places. Uh, but if you're watching live, I'm now going to let you know I have unlocked the channel point reward for Ask a Question on the podcast. If you've got those channel points going spare and you've got anything you'd like to ask myself or any of the guests, then take advantage and do that. But let's get straight into the main topic of the podcast. The Xbox showcase was last week and Halo Infinite. We, we finally saw gameplay. It feels like it's been a long time coming. Halo 5 came out. What are we? What are we? What is it like? 20, 2015? 2016? Yeah. yeah 2015. 2015. Yeah. I think we're we're actually in we've we've now waited longer between five and infinite than we did between three and four. That's kind of how long three and four, and we even had reach in between three and yeah, four, right? Exactly. So it's a it's a long old time coming. Is this has this been the longest period of time without a Halo game since Halo came out? Without or a like without a, a Wars, Wars two, right? Without a mainstream Halo game, yeah. 
Yeah, because it's like it was always about three or four years on average, normally about three years on average. It depends on the circumstances of the games back in the day. But this has definitely been the longest by not a mile, but by an extra couple of years at least. So, you know, we knew it was going to be something special considering how much time and effort uh, 343 have actually right. put into this uh, Halo Infinite. Well, we know it was, I think the reason why it's been so long as well is because they've obviously built the slip space engine which is the game engine infinite's running on i think what a lot of people didn't realize is that halo 5 was technically still running on the exact same engine the original halo was running on uh it's just heavily modified so the fact that they've now turned around and they've they've created an engine from the ground up means that infinite you know it's a very specialized engine for this game specifically yeah absolutely um i mean the it's funny when you compare Halo to Call of Duty, right? Because like Toby, you said, is this the longest we've had between Halo games? I think we've had Halo Spartan Assault, Halo Wars Two, and there was there's the there's the arcadey one as well that you've yes. probably played. Yeah. Raven. Yeah. Right. Right. And and what did you what did you think of that? It's uh, Fireteam Raven is I uh, strangely enough I got a chance to play it um, in November. I went to BlizzCon and everyone the whole team was going, where should we go? I went. Dave and Buster's. We're going to Dave and Buster's because they've got a Halo Fire Team Raven cabinet up there. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, um, and it's it's good fun. It is it is a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it's obviously not a very 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 specific. Um, you know, it's not really heavily story based, but it's it's a good it's a good shooter. They they introduce some enemies that are not in the games but are technically in the files because they were kind of cut from the final games. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice to see those in and. A quote-unquote canon game, I suppose. It's like Time Crisis, but with Halo weapons, essentially, yeah. right? And, and Halo enemies. The cabinet's really cool. They've got one in London. Uh, in the uh, there's like a gaming arcade uh, down by the London Eye um, that I'm forgetting the name of. But in there, they've got the cabinet. And the cabinet, it's like this big Halo ring kind of thing goes back behind you. It feels kind of like you're sitting in a ghost, I think, um, if memory serves well. Uh, and yeah. It's just it's just one of those classic arcade games, just but it's all Halo. But yeah, the last mainstream Halo title was Halo Five Guardians, which came out you guys said two thousand fifteen. Um, that's a really long time ago. When you compare it to a franchise like Call of Duty, where you have a new game every year without fail, in fact, I think they've got two different developers making two different. There's like two different Call of Duty series coming out alternating years, so one comes out every year. It's been a while for Halo. Do we think that? And I think this is quite an obvious answer to this. But do we think that's a good thing? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think the more time you spend on a game, then the more chances are that it's going to be more enjoyable, it's going to be more thought process into everything in creating the maps, the campaign itself, the storyline. There's a lot that actually goes into it. I do not know at all how on earth they create a game almost every single year. The fact that uh, one of you said that there could be two developers, you know, I can completely understand that because if it's just one, I don't know how they did it every year. That's why you kind of got a mixed bag, really. There were some Call of Duty games where they were uh, quite good, and then some said they were quite bad. That's why there's a bit of a mixture of what uh, people liked and disliked, really. So to have now Halo Infinite, where it's been five years in the making, new engine, like uh, mentioned earlier, then you know there's not really much reason for it and not really much excuse for it not to be bad. But you know, it's one of those things where we'll, uh, we'll have to see, won't we? We will see. Five years. Uh, Kexman, you were talking a little bit about the Slipspace engine. Um, I, what, do you know what engine the previous Halo games were on? Just like uh, for the light, I can't remember exactly which engine it was on. I, I'm pretty sure it was one that was built up by Bungie themselves. Um, 
I think the one thing to kind of remember most, you know, that, that, that should be sort of like known is everyone obviously talks about Halo 2. Everyone obviously talks about Halo 3 being these fantastic games. Um, Reach was obviously really well received. The actual story behind these games when it comes to the, you know, the, the sort of like the level of input into the games, the development cycle and everything like that. The development cycle for all of these games was was absolute hell for Bungie. Um you know, they were an incredibly fragmented, uh, you know, they're an incredibly fragmented team realistically through that. And they somehow managed to come together to create these incredible games. Um, and then, you know, obviously for for 343 to then pick that up and, and try and make something of it going into Halo 4 and Halo 5. Uh, some people really, really enjoyed those games. Some people didn't. Uh, but yeah, the, the original engine was something that was, it was originally supposed to be an RTS. Um that they then turned into a first-person shooter. Yeah. So yeah, the engine was wasn't wasn't the most uh, probably you know the most streamlined for Halo. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk Halo Five for a minute. I want to I want to get opinions on Halo Five and the recent years of Halo straight away. I'll start with you, Harry. In this sort of with your competitive scope, what did you <laughs> think of Halo 5's multiplayer? At first, I wasn't too sure because, um, don't get me wrong, back then they had a pro team. They have two pro teams now. They have uh, at least eight to ten players there or ex-pro players working on Halo Infinite to make it the best it can be on launch, especially for the competitive side. They also had four amazing players, uh, ex-pro players, again, for Halo 5. And they made it the best it can be. You know, we weren't really too comfortable about Sprint and the Clamber and uh, there's other bits of it, like the radar as well. Even though the radar was had a very small radius, the problem was was the fact that it was still there. You couldn't really make the... Um, there's certain plays you couldn't make, like there's certain flanks you couldn't make, there's certain routes and routes you could take which you couldn't take anymore because of the radar. And it was a little bit of a nuisance sometimes. And even, I remember at the start of Halo 5, like the AR was so overpowered, but you didn't, didn't even need to use your pistol or BR or anything. Right. The AR was that good. It was ridiculous. But... At the start, I think it was okay, but it got better and better as time went on, especially in the competitive scene. After a certain period of time, they made the changes which were necessary, like they nerfed the AR, they um, got rid of the radar. There's a lot of little things here. Well, not removed the radar, but they made changes to it, which made it so you could make those game-changing individual plays, mm. which normally someone would make if they've got a huge killer instinct or really good game sense to uh, make an approach on their opponent. No. But I felt like... After a long period of time, like in 2017, started getting bigger. It was getting bigger and bigger as time went on. Yeah. But of course, it dropped off at the end of 2018 because by then, uh, MCC was getting redone on PC yeah. and there was lots of other bits and pieces here and there. It was kind of a bit of an off-season, but a very long off-season. But it's weird. Funny now, there's actually a still a huge community now for Halo 5, especially in uh, North America and Europe, where they're actually going back to Halo 5. And the community right now is still split. Like, we've still got an MCC community where they prefer classic halo and yeah. we've got the other side which is of course the uh, modern halo but people need to understand that like people want sprint people don't want sprint but we've had sprint now for like over 10 years we've had it longer than the classic play and i've always said if right. halo infinite has the classic feel to the game but with the modern abilities like the clam and the sprint and the slide then you know we should be fine but you know back to the answer with halo 5 i think it was fine i thought it was a good game i enjoyed it over a period of time it did get a little bit stale but nonetheless it was a uh, a top-class game, uh, nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I personally also really enjoyed Halo 5, the multiplayer. All that really puts me off of playing it nowadays is that I don't like playing on controller anymore. I'm very much a mouse and keyboard player. 
Uh, and there is Halo 5 Forge that you can play on. And I actually had a go at that yesterday, but it doesn't feel right. And I, I couldn't put my finger on it. But like, yeah. Halo 3 feels good to play on mouse and keyboard. Halo 5 Forge does not. And I feel like there's probably just some setting, extra work that's gone into the port of the MCC that didn't go. Because I like Halo 5 and something just was not gelling with me when I tried it yesterday. Yeah, it's, 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 I think it's, it's one of those, um, I mean, first things first, 343 Halo 5 into MCC when, I think is the, the first question. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, the, 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 the multiplayer was, I, I really enjoyed the multiplayer when it first came out. I thought Warzone was fantastic. Really, really enjoyed Warzone. Felt like something that was, you know, it kind of fit really well into the uh you know into kind of like the story with with halo with the war game scenario so I, I did really enjoy warzone um i suppose the bigger question i think is the halo 5 campaign um now <laughs> i can i can already see toby grimacing that slightly. was going to be the next question i was going to ask you about and again we're going to talk an alien language to to harry right now because uh oh yes this is i'm already alienated already <laughs> but what what was wrong with halo 5's campaign then kexman so uh there's two things in my eyes that are wrong with halo 5's campaign uh the first thing is there is a definite sense that somewhere along the line they changed the storyline um it yeah. seems as though everything was hinted at it being a return of the didact that we saw in halo 4 and something somewhere along the line got changed and all of a sudden it was somebody different um the second thing i think that was probably kind of even even worse than than changing the storyline uh, was it was they they seem to run out of ideas very quickly um you know the first time you face off against the warden eternal it's a fantastic fight and then you do it again seven more times. And by the fifth, you're just like, oh my God, it's, mm -hmm. it just gets far, far too much. So, um, you know, when you talk about actually the way it's, you know, that some of the set pieces, uh, the way the actual, um, the way the game feels is really good. I'm a bit, you know, I like sprint. I love some of the Spartan smashes, those sort of abilities. But the story, there was definitely something quite wrong yeah. it does feel as though it kind of got cut halfway through development and then tied up with someone else's idea now i actually thought the gameplay was pretty good in halo 5's campaign i thought it felt good as well a lot of people disagree with that though a lot of the like major halo fans would say that with halo 4 and halo 5 actually because of all of the sort of long range weapons the light rifle the dmr the br having better tighter range etc uh, a lot of people are arguing that it encourages whereas the sort of halo 1 2 and 3 you can run through and you burst them down with your assault rifle your br there's not really any range so you can really get 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 in with these close range scenarios halo 5 was much more of a cover shooter it's much more like you know sit back sniper especially in the higher difficulties sniper at distance uh, and then, you know, only push forwards sort of when things are dead. And that, that is sort of a, a change in pace. Toby, I think you only played Halo 5 the once. Is that right? Yeah. And I, I guess, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. I think with the story, that there was this sense of way too much going on in that you've got this kind of like, okay, we're going to see the end of the Covenant War. That's going to be good. And we're going to go to San Helios. And there's going to be all of these book characters and all these side characters and all these, We you, you need to know what happened in, spec ops even though they changed the relationship a little bit there's this weird bit where halsey oh, oh, yeah, yeah. she's but she doesn't care anymore um and there's there's you know and we're gonna have this warden eternal character who's gonna be this prolific character who's there all the time and then cortana's gonna come back and 
everything. There's just everything. And we're going to have Master Chief. Is he bad? Is he good? Is Spartan Lock hunting him down? And he's going to team up with Buck from ODST. And it's like, whoa. Slow down. <laughs> I think I just want to be a dude in armor and, you know, like save the galaxy. And that <laughs> that chill. I think in terms of where Halo had come from, um, I jumped on in the Halo 3 days. I was really enjoying the first Halo Wars ODST reach when it came out. You know, I was all part of that hype cycle. And Halo 4, 343, taking the reins, it was kind of like a big responsibility. And Halo 4 came out and people went, yeah, 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 okay. It was kind of very mid-tier, like, oh, I, I think this is good. It's very gritty, but maybe this is the direction uh, Halo's going A now. lot of people will say that they, they thought Halo 4's story was the best in all of the games. And they, they would, like, die on that. Yeah. Yes. People love that story. Oh, interesting. I, I definitely need to play again. agree with that. Yeah, oh, Kexman, you, you think Halo 4 is the best story? Go, yeah. tell us. Wait, Halo, Nathan, why, why are you agreeing? You don't know anything about Halo. <laughs> I know, you'd think so, but it's weird because I heard so many people go, Halo 4 multiplayer was awful, but the campaign was the best. And I was like, what? <laughs> it switched to Halo 5. The campaign in Halo 5 was like, yeah, okay, possible. And the multiplayer was, was miles ahead of what 4 had. And then 4 was like, the multiplayer was absolute trash tier but the campaign is mm. is probably the best campaign they've done and i think a number of that is because 343 did a really really good job and i know that there are a lot of complaints about people turning around and saying oh you have to read the books to know who the didact is and who the librarian is and technically yes that is true to an extent but if you kind of you know if you look at what 343 did not only did mm. they do a real, real job, good job of advancing Master Chief's character. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first three games, he's kind of a very, you know, stoic. Um, you know, he he just kind of does what he's told to do. Whereas in Halo Four, he's kind of his own person. Um, you know, there's there's obviously that very, very, very famous uh, scene on Infinite where Del Rio tells him to give give uh, me that AI. Give me back my AI. So good. Yeah, exactly. So and good. it's just that very, very simple no sir and it's the first time you hear chief actually as a character yeah he with autonomy and he yeah. disregards orders um and that then ties in with cortana as well there's a fantastic story with cortana kind of dealing with her rampancy kind of realizing that this is something that is is going to happen regardless but she still also has something where she you know she needs to protect chief at the same time mm -hmm. uh and it's it, it is just a fantastic story because it builds on those characters while also giving us a bigger look at at the universe um and then it it then ties everything in with the ending um which is on so many different levels a phenomenal ending because you obviously get that very very emotional final scene with chief and cortana you get the scene which, to me, is the better one between Lasky and Chief mm -hmm. on the Infinite when they're looking out onto Earth, mm -hmm. and then you get the final scene with the uh, the speech from the Didact talking about how you know the forerunners have tended over the galaxy, and all of a sudden the humans are trying to take over, and he's kind of saying, "Well, why why must this happen?" Uh, and then the symbolic removal yeah. of Chief's armor at the end of it, and it kind of ties in with the three four three story where they've said Halo Four was about removing the armor from chief creating making chief more human halo infinite is gonna now be about putting the armor back on chief and you know kind of bringing him back up to this kind of legendary yeah, status i think with i remember and you said about a change of story i remember when halo 4 was coming out they were talking about we want to do a trilogy and there was this idea of a reclaimer trilogy that's or right like i remember that like, too yeah this was going to be the three story act and i think you're right you know four was like this is 
there's some really good here and there's some maybes here and okay sure and then there was suddenly this kind of two year to three year period maybe where mcc which was the most ambitious idea all these games together they didn't need to do that they could have just played it safe and done a halo 2 remaster and the cutscenes are gorgeous but they decided to go for it and it had issues on launch it had issues with connectivity it had it all kinds of problems a lot of issues <laughs> but you know three four three they've come along they've ruined ah no they've ruined you know the halo that bungie made and then halo 5 comes out and it's such a departure from even four and it's it's such a you know where's the story going and so and now there's been this big gap and is this gap a good thing yeah because i think they know that infinite counts it's a pivotal moment they've saved the mcc and now it's the future of halo is really all on this game hence this the and five year break right yeah. i mean they've, yeah. they've they've even been saying as youtubers that have been in meetings and stuff have been saying that the game was going to come out sooner but because they had to rework the story due to negative fan uh, criticism from halo 5 the game got delayed um but but yeah i mean so that's good with halo 4 that's bad with halo 4 but now with Halo Infinite, we're completely forgetting about the end of Halo 5 by the looks of things. It's, they're going to have to... Halo 5 is still canon, but like not yeah. as relevant anymore. And I'm well, very interested in how they're going to do that. We don't know quite to what level. We know that this takes place about three years after the end of Halo 5. The end of Halo 5 right. takes place at 2558. We know we've had it confirmed this place, This takes place in 2661. So there's there's like a three-year gap there, which is is uh, very, very confusing. Is it 2061 or uh, 60? It's one of the, it's one of the two. Um, and it's it, it's going to be quite... It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of turn and flip it they they've said that infinite is going to be the last mainline halo game for a while because what they the reason why they've named it infinite is because they're going to then use this game as mm -hmm. a basis for expansions almost going forward which actually makes me quite quite excited because this means that this doesn't necessarily have to be a storyline of, you know, Halo 5, Cortana takes over, Halo Infinite, we take on Cortana and defeat her. This one could almost be like, this could start off with us having a, almost like a side quest, taking on this um, section of the banished army mm -hmm. on Zeta Halo, which is exciting enough in its own, just saying the term Zeta Halo. Um, but yeah, fighting off this this armed force of the banished here, and then the next expansion could be dealing with the created, yeah, maybe. maybe dealing with the return of the flood. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe the original story is just the banished. Maybe then at the end of the original story, the flood somehow get unleashed, and then there's a big expansion a year mm. in or two years in where you deal with the flood. Then maybe there's a, a later big expansion where where oh Cortana's back at Sator Halo for whatever reason, and now we're dealing with Prometheans, and maybe they do build it in like a step by step thing. And that would work because I think the great thing about DLCs and expansions is it requires that you've probably played the base game to some degree, to some level. And so those more complex uh, and wrapped up plot, plot threads from, from 5 can start to be unraveled and played out, uh, I think, rather than throwing people in at the deep end and saying, here's all the characters from 5. It's just like, okay, so, oh, here's the Arbiter expansion. Now we're going to get the resolution to that story. Oh, here's the Halsey expansion. We'll get a resolution to that. Prometheans mm. with Diadact plot. It's very, it's very, sounds very Destiny. Yeah. Well, with the open world as well? So, sort of, yeah. Uh, we'll, 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 in fact, yeah, let's jump into open world now. 
Because that's a big change. And personally, I'm not a big open world games fan. I feel like ODST was fine because it's sort of open-ish, but not like, not like too, uh, it's not too bad. It's not, it's not like you can utterly get lost in side quests and stuff. But like, as soon as you bring up a game like The Witcher or Skyrim, I go, ah, I don't know what I'm meant to do. And it puts me off of playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's far too big. You don't know where to go first. So this open world, and they haven't used the words, 343 have not used the words open world. In fact, it's like they've been very careful no. not to use the words open world. I'm hoping yeah. that it's more like a... You know, so let's take the, the... Sorry about this, Harry. Going to go deep into campaign for a second. Let's take, <laughs> let's take the silent cartographer, right? One of the levels from Halo 1. The one where you're on the island. I'm hoping yep. that when they say, when it looks like it's open, it's more like that. It's like a larger than the silent cartographer. You've got your mission. Maybe there's a couple of side quests on the mission, but then at the end of the mission, you go back to maybe a hub world. That would be okay. And then you go into your next mission, which is like the second level in Halo. Halo, another yep. big expansive area. That mission yeah. was actually, I'll come over like, I know it's halfway through Halo 1 anyway. Yeah. You are right though, it looks very, very similar. And I think a lot of YouTubers as well, like uh, during the Infinite um, gameplay, you can tell that that pilot and with Master Chief, their relationship has evolved to some extent. And yeah. they had a feeling that it's probably halfway through the yeah. campaign itself. Yeah. Yeah. The assumptions a lot of people made. And there was such a huge amount of evidence that kind of um, helps that, so, you know, to some extent. Uh -huh. It just shows that, yeah, like, you know, even with the open world thing, that kind of does shout like Battle Royale as well, just due to the fact that, you oh. know, there's so many, so much different things that can actually help with that. And if they didn't have a Battle Royale a with it, Battle then Royale mode? with open world campaign, you know, they kind of sprinkles, you know, some ingredients that it could be a possibility. Imagine a Battle Royale world where you've got the whole of a Halo ring and it's just boom. They have already oh. said, they've already said the only BR they are in. Is the Battle Rifle, yeah. Battle Rifle. But that was quite a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, that... I, took, I, I said to everyone, I said, if there was ever a game that should have a Battle Royale that features players dropping from the sky... It's Halo, where there is a literal section, where there's a literal group of the <laughs> no army DST. that drops from the sky. Um, yeah, I mean, that was quite a few New years Mombasa. ago. Oh. Yes. That was, that was... New Mombasa Battle Royale. <laughs> That was, Give it to me. that was quite a few years ago that they drop. said that about battle rifles though so like you never know what's changed in that time like yeah. i, I yeah. could see it being a game mode in it maybe or maybe a future edition uh, they, right. they've also... said sorry go ahead oh you, you go on you're the guest I, thank you i was gonna say they've um they have i think it was an i can't remember who the interview was with it might have been with alana pierce mm -hmm. where they said that the open world stuff starts about seven hours into the campaign um oh and i so I don't know whether that was that was an official thing or whether that was just like a, it's like a oh it starts about seven hours into the campaign. Uh, what I would did any of you uh, guys take a look at the actual um, at, at like the screenshot when they zoom out to the map? Did you guys actually see what was on that map? There's there's like well there's like an upgrades tab. There's um there's there's a difficulty thing. Although people seem to be yep. saying that that's still determined in the main menu. I, so it's not really clear why that's there. And some sort of collectible icon? Collectible. But the one, the one, the two things that interest me is, number one, you can actually go and, you know, you can sort of like look at all the various different things, all the icons. There's one that's called Golf Base, which seems to be some form of like rest stop where you can maybe pick up ammo or something okay. like that. Um, there's another one where it was obviously one of the diamond target things, but there was a name above it that read very very similar to an elite name mm -hmm. and there are some people that are speculating we are going to see some form of like 
Shadow of Mordor style enemy system where you can target certain captains and generals of this banished army, some survive and get up stronger, something along those lines, which if they do implement that, I, I would be very, very excited to see that in an open world scenario. Okay, right. I, I want to I wanna move on and talk about graphics because graphics is something that has been very divisive amongst the community. It's the biggest thing people are complaining about but, and I'm not, I'm not the kind of gamer that plays a game and my, my gut reaction is, oh, look at the graphics. And I want to say that my first impression was, wow, this looks like Halo. That was, that was my gut reaction. It looks like Halo 3, but like in a good way. It looked like a more detailed Halo 3. Toby, you said earlier that, that sort of 4 or 5, even reached to an to a extent, got very sort of yeah. gritty and military. Whereas to I me, think, yeah. this feels like classic Halo. There's that feeling of, I think, uh, and a lot of games of that era and that time did in general, where it's, um, you try and push for realism, push for realism, push for realism, and then somewhere along the way you go, oh, hang on, no, that was our identity, that's oh, that's what we look, that's what people remember and want, um, and I think it's always a smart move to, to uh, fo focus in and exaggerate on those things. I think Master Chief looks great, and I think there are elements of the world that look really nice and then there are other elements that are not sold on like looking at the warthog and i think we disagreed a little bit down like looking at it i still felt that kind of halo 4 grittiness i i felt like i don't, I don't know what it was i, I felt it was i felt something like about it was sort of bright enough colorful enough well, to kind of but but yeah. i want to i want to quickly jump to to harry on, on this for a very specific point which is simplicity mm. in multiplayer because for me Obviously, I've been playing the Master Chief Collection games, so they've come out again on PC. And when I played Halo 2 Anniversary, my biggest complaint with the multiplayer was actually, I can't see what's going on. There's so many particle effects. There's so many explosions. Like, I, I cannot get any sort of real competitive vibe here. So you've obviously been, been, a, been a big into all of the multiplayer games. Is there something to that? Do you think maybe stepping it down into a more simple aesthetic helps the competitive scene? Well, it's quite funny, uh, you know, Toby talking about Halo 4 because it uses the Halo 4 engine. So, you know, you can't actually get away from that game for <laughs> the life of you. But yeah. yeah, there was, I don't think there was really too much to say about it. Yeah, okay, with the particles, the textures and the color, the colors was fine. It was more the textures, really. It was so yeah. highly intensive, like, you know, like with the water on Shrine. Like if you lost a sniper rockets, like from far away, like you wouldn't see it unless someone called out. But OK, yeah, you true. know, there's a the snipe's been dropped on bonfire or, you know, rockets have dropped underneath carbine. You wouldn't see it unless someone actually called out or you just by accident like walked over it. But it wasn't really too bad anyway. I think from a high tier level, level sorry, I think it's perfectly fine. Like, you don't really have to worry about that. But if you're playing multiplayer casually, like in Social Slayer or anything like that, Unless you're on death screen and you've seen another player on your team on death screen drop the sniper or rockets or sword, etc. But yeah, you probably wouldn't see it. But on other maps, it's normally fine. Like on lockdown, it's fine. I think there was only three competitive maps. Was it? it was lockdown. Uh, there was uh, shrine. And I was trying to think warlord. That was it. Warlord was so green. It was just ridiculous. Sometimes you couldn't tell with some of the colors right. apart. But it depends on the contrast of um, your game as well with how high or low the colors are. But you need the brightness quite high anyway, so you can see certain parts of the map. Same with Halo 2 Classic with the same map. But yeah, I don't think it was too much of an issue from a competitive standpoint. But from a casual standpoint, um, I completely understand. It can be a little bit of a, a, of a nuisance, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And how about, how about you, Kexman? What do you, what do you think of the... 
what's your sort of gut take on the visuals of the game uh i i liked it um obviously i think you know there's i think this was a demo that was probably prepared about two three months ago so mm. they're, they're probably two or three months ahead of schedule um there's a lot of people complaining about the lighting a lot of people complaining about certain aspects of that which we know for a fact that lighting and shadows are realistically some of the last things that are put into a game have you all seen the meme of the brute craig oh yes craig, 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 the, craig, craig. the brute for, to the point where now, if you search on Google the word Craig, he is the first image that He's comes not. Up. <laughs> he is. I swear to, if you do it, he. I swear that he is exactly is. what happened. <laughs> you type in Craig, he's the first thing that comes up. Um, That's ridiculous. I thought yeah, you were joking uh, when you said that. No. You know, I'm going to have to look as well now. No. Google, Google, Google image search. Everyone watching right now, listening to the podcast, That's Google image search amazing. Craig. Just the word Craig. He the is the first. Yeah, he's the first thing that comes up. It's crazy. Actually, the first three images are just from there straight away. Yeah. That is absurd. And the third one's yeah, like the... fan art of Craig as well. Oh my goodness. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I hope that this is incorporated into the law somewhere. And that somewhere in here, <laughs> there's now a document about the brute called Craig somewhere that's gonna be a thing or like as a nameplate or something with his face yeah. like so, you know, just to play multiplayer or something the halo the halo reddit have been going crazy making various craig memes it's been fantastic uh the, so you mentioned the law thing um there actually is uh not him not for him specifically but one of the people a lot of people are turning around and saying well why do they look so different to the halo 2 brutes and the halo 3 brutes and all this sort of you know why, why aren't they hairy uh, the actual reason for that is is because there are two different species of brutes. There's almost two families um, of brutes. Okay. I can't remember the exact names of them off the top of my head. One of them is considered to be like the very hairy sort of like, you know, the, the, the standard brute we know from Halo 2. Uh, the second one is the one that mostly makes up the banished forces. Um, it's the one that Atriox is part of the family of. So yeah, that's a, that's the reason why they're hairless in Halo Infinite. Is the brute at the end of the trailer, is that, that's not Atriox? No, it's, that, it's not Atriox. What's his name? Okay. Esherim, that's right. Esherim, uh, he's a I, brand new brute. I felt graphically... I wasn't excited about that. And yeah. I also, and, and I know it's obviously this is an in-engine cutscene that we're watching. Halo 2 Anniversary's cinematic cutscenes are still to this day so much better than almost every game I've ever played. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for this being the showcase, it certainly would have been nice to have seen but, it maybe transition into that. But the, the, the reason that they have a reason for not doing that, right? And sure. that, that is that if, again, if you watch the showcase demo, the camera doesn't cut once. It moves yeah. around. It's, they're doing the God of War thing. Right. Where, and apparently, if I've heard this correctly, I think with the whole game, the camera doesn't cut during cutscenes. I think it's one of those, it's immer immersion techniques, right? Mm, okay. I don't yeah, know. Ridiculous, that... I think. Yeah, that might be, that is something they could probably do. It would be a really, really good, like, artistic style. Um, I think that with Eshram at the end, there's definitely some issues with, uh, it looks like they've got motion capture, because we know that Darren DePaul does the voice of Eshram, obviously Reinhardt from, from Overwatch. Yeah. And it seems as though the motion capture isn't quite there, because if you notice, his eye, the, like, the top half of his head doesn't move at all um so i feel as though there's still a little bit of work to be made there and you know they've probably still got another three months to add stuff in as well it's 
it does. There are certain aspects that I'm I'm not a fan of. Um, I would like to see a slightly more slightly more texture on some of the uh, some of the weapons, which I'm sure we will see further down the road. And you know, there's there was a you know there's a couple of issues with sort of like stuff clipping and stuff disappearing. What, what people have which... said a lot is that the one the footage from the one minute gameplay trailer it looks far better than the footage from the yeah the seven that years. was exactly what i was going to bring up yeah. like you've got to remember that xbox showcase was probably in 720 or 1080p depending on the circumstances That's true it, for the well. stream it's natural like it's understandable that yeah not saying there's gonna be issues but you're not going to get the best quality let's be real but yeah what you were going to say dan yeah there's a 4k trailer that one minute trailer not only was it just a one minute trailer with 4k footage there was other weapons in there there was the halo 2 br in there there was the sword, the sword in there yes. as well yeah even when i saw the sword i was like oh, what did i see this in the actual gameplay yeah. you know so i started watching the trailer more than i actually did the gameplay it's, it was uh, it's a good it was crazy but exactly oh, really, exactly really and if it's trailer. that graphically intensive um i think with a game which is open world it needs to have okay i understand that there's some people where they care more about graphics there's some people care more about the gameplay and i think they've kind of brought both into mm -hmm. one really and you kind of got that classic vibe anyway there's sometimes in the gameplay during the campaign where i felt like i've got some ce vibes like with the pistol or mk50 sidekick as it's probably called now I'm not really too sure and you saw there's some halo 3 animation in there as well with the modern abilities from halo 5 so they're trying to wrap everything into one yeah. but People need to, even with some of the positive and negative feedback, with the negative feedback, people need to stop being so, uh, what's the phrase? Probably just so judgmental because yeah. we've only seen a slice of what we could get and there's a huge amount to come still, I'm sure. We'll get properly into gameplay last. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with, with pretty much everything you're saying. There were shadows missing, sure, but the game's not out yet. This is a very early showing. And personally, yeah. I'm very excited by this new visual style because the style... Is something that i know a lot of halo fans have been upset about the most since four and five uh, halo wars 2 people were very happy with the visual style so yeah this this cool. is halo and now it looks like with halo infinite i almost said halo 6 then with halo infinite <laughs> it looks like they're going back to that old style and to me that's very exciting and i would rather have a game yeah. that looks maybe even a little bit worse than halo 5 if it looks properly like Halo. like give me a really modern halo 3 looking game that'd be awesome yeah um, yeah, right. I think that's that's really really exciting. I think the the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me is, I mean, I think the elites look fantastic again. Halo Four yeah. and Five wasn't fantastic. The the elites look phenomenal. Um, the old grunts back with the methane, the proper over yeah, the face yeah. methane masks are fantastic. But the number one takeaway for me is Chief looks like a tank. Yeah, he yeah. looks how yeah. he should look. He is hedge. He's been to the gym like quite a bit over the last it's three years. <laughs> the best that I think he's looked in a Halo game ever. Ever, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Agreed. Which is why it's our wallpapers, right, Toby? <laughs> yes, our phone wallpaper right now is literally that that <laughs> image of him on the thing. And I think it, it's been exciting pretty much since that first trip. Yeah, there you go. That's all. He's even got it on his phone. Um, oh, you got it as well. Trailer dropped where it was the kind of Halo Infinite announcement, and you just see the helmet down by his side, and it's like, yeah, they know what we want. <laughs> yeah, it's it looks it looks so good. Um, right, uh, Harry brought up the the sidekick, the new pistol, and this is again just before we get into gameplay. This is the next controversy that I want to sort of I want to tackle because I have a pretty strong opinion about this, and I I want to see where you guys stand. So. We saw a bunch of new weapons. We saw the, the Ravager, which kind of looks like a spiker at first, but it like shoots a burst of almost... It's like a magnum. 
it looks like it, it looks oh, like that's a, the, a, that's uh, the, um, that's, yeah. that's the, uh, mangler. So there was the mangler, the mangler so, yeah. which was the one that kind of looks like the mauler, but it's more like a, a really strong long range magnum. Uh, and then there was the, the ravager was the one that looks like the spiker, but it shoots like a burst of concussion rifle shot type things. Yeah. Um, they also introduced the, the new, oh, what's it called? The, not the one that's like the DMR, but shoots really quickly. Commando. Is that it? Oh yeah. The commando, the, the VK seven or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I love the look of that gun. There was the, yeah. there was the sidekick, which may be the replacement to the pistol. Uh, and there was the bulldog shotgun, which may be a replacement to shotgun. Oh, and, and the and the pulse carbine as well. So these are like kind of the yeah. new weapons that we've been shown. And people are saying, oh yeah, sure, okay, I guess I can understand the pulse carbine, but this had better not be replacing the carbine or the storm rifle or the or the plasma rifle. And <laughs> other people are saying, this bulldog looks looks okay. It could be a okay gut shotgun variant, but it better not be replacing my shotgun. And I want to know where you guys stand on that. I think there's been uh, kind of like rumors and uh, slight hints and in interviews that they're not replacing them so much as they are going to be the more common variant of. So I think the one thing that I've seen is that in the open world, you can you will come across sort of like the, you know, the, the bulldog shotgun quite often. Rarely you will come across the OG shotgun that will kind of act as almost like a power weapon variant um it's same with uh the original you know we'll have the the sidekick our, our new sidearm but you can also find rarely the og magnum that will act as a power weapon <laughs> so they're not going away per se it's just more they're kind of changing the way that the weapons are going to work what, what do you think yeah, Harry? Coming, coming from the sort of multiplayer point of view i mean halo 5 did the thing with warzone which I, I, i'm guessing you didn't really play much of where... I played that quite a lot. Oh, you actually, did, you did, you did. Well, we obviously, yeah. well, as you'll know, a lot of the weapons and vehicles had loads of different variants. Uh, you know, there were the, there were the sort of ghosts that were more powerful, and the battle rifles with different scopes, different this, different that. Um, but then, in, in sort of core competitive multiplayer, it stripped back, and it was just the basics. What, what do you think of this idea of there being multiple shotguns, multiple this, multiple that? I don't think it's too much of a bad thing, but just like be careful of how things will work. Like, for example. You had like, you know, going back to the shotgun earlier, which uh, Kexman was talking about. It's funny, Halo 1 shotgun, you could literally snipe people with it. On Halo 2, yeah, Halo you 1 do shotgun anything. was absurd. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Like, if you run around that on longest, then, you know, you'll be having a field day. On Halo 2, it was like, you have to be super mega close, like the Mauler in Halo 3. But as long as the weapons have a low kill time, that's what's very important, especially with the uh, competitive side of things. Because I am very curious about what you guys think on the campaign side of things and the single player as well, because. From our perspective, we want like low kill times as low as possible, but not so much that it kind of ruins the game. But we want all the weapons to kind of counteract each other. Yep. For example, like uh, with Halo 1, um, you would spawn with the AR and the pistol if you used a generic start. But the thing is, though, with the pistol, it's three shots. So if someone snipes you or tries to rocket you, maybe by the time the rocket actually, the animation comes towards you, you can three or four shot them. And then you can see what I mean. There's a balance in weapons where... Mm -hmm. Every single one of them, it's like chess, really. Each part kind of counteracts each other in some way. But obviously, that's my multiplayer side of things. Yeah. It's obviously completely different. But I don't know what it's like with you guys, with all of you, in terms of um, the campaign, because you might see a different side of it where you prefer the animation, the look, or the feel, or how it you know plays against um, other people oh, in single player. So I like... Oh, go on then. Oh, I was just going to say, just, just jumping in the multiplayer for a second. I think Halo 5's weapons were actually balanced very well. The, well, obviously, yeah. when you take into account the assault rifle, it's cha changing everything. 
There were few weapons and they all served a purpose. I loved the new bolt shot being this little burst weapon that, that sort of did, did that and had the little home in. And then there was the suppressor, which acted a little bit differently. I felt like they did great work at sort of separating all of the weapons. Even the, the, um, the, was the pulse grenade, is that what it was called in Halo 5? I don't remember. The, no, it was pulse and core. Oh, it was like the, something like that. Yeah. But I you know what I mean? Right like, in Halo yeah, 5, yeah. Yeah, suddenly yeah. it's actually killing people and it's actually good. And I felt like the sort of weapon sandbox in the sort of base game was good. My concern is, and, and campaign, do whatever you want with campaign. My concern is I don't want them to ruin that. I don't want in multiplayer to be walking up towards a weapon and it's like, I don't know whether it's a storm rifle or a carbine or a pulse carbine because they're all in the game. And it could be any of them. That's what I don't want. I would rather there was a limited amount of weapons that did their own thing, you know? So yeah, okay, there's the pulse carbine. There's the plasma pistol. There's the needler, you know? Put, put the classic weapons in, but like I don't want a commando and a DMR and a battle rifle and another one and another one and another one that it could be any like I that's what I don't like about Call of Duty. I don't like there being thousands of weapon variants. I don't care what's what. I just just give me a gun. Whereas Halo, I like that we've got an assault rifle and a battle rifle and a shotgun and a rocket launcher. I'm worried that with too many weapons, again, I'm talking specifically about multiplayer. Worried about there being too many weapons and taken away from that. So for me, if the Bulldog shotgun's the shotgun, I'm okay with that. I don't need I don't need two I don't need two UNSC shotguns. It's a shotgun. That's my view. Yeah, yeah, I but like, I don't want to take the skill away too much. I think with Halo Five at the start there was a lot of tweaking. It was like I mentioned earlier um, with the ranking system. It goes bronze, silver, gold, etc. And then you've got the top two hundred, which is champion. Mm -hmm. Now I think at the start of the season, like when it when the game first came out. The AR was abused so much, but 343 took a little bit of time to kind of like nerf it a little bit here and there. But eventually when it was nerfed enough, more people started using the pistol <laughs> close range rather than the actual AR. But that's, this is what they need to do again anyway. Like by then, uh, Halo 5, I think all the weapons were balanced. I think it was perfectly fine. I think five shot with a pistol was enough. Like, And I think it got to a point where when you're at an offline tournament, like everyone was between five and seven showing people. And it got to a point where, you know, you don't want the kill times to be too quick because then when it comes with the teamwork and coordination, it doesn't really exist too much because mm -hmm. you don't really need enough damage dealt to, you know, against your opponent to then push him for the flag or the oddball, etc. But I think they did a pretty good job. Like, they could have done it a little bit quicker, but at least they fixed it um, momentarily. And I'm pretty sure now that they've got a much bigger team, they've worked on it for a long time now, and even they're not going to fix everything. Let's be honest. You know, there is going to be a few kinks in the armor here and there. But I'm sure that if they need to rectify anything in terms of multiplayer or the campaign, then they will do it much quicker than they did before. Yeah, yeah. So how about to Toby and Kexman? T talk to me about sort of the style of the weapons, the campaign. Like, where are you? Where do you stand on this weapon sandbox thing? I so in the new trailer, there's like four new weapons, and there's the. There's the grapple hook thing that looks pretty cool as a way of combat. And I'm excited to try them all out. But I will admit, one of the things that I think makes Halo so accessible is you've got a handgun, and there's the alien version of a handgun. There's the assault rifle, and the alien version of the assault rifle. There's a precision weapon, and an alien version of a precision weapon. Right. And then occasionally, you know, you've, they've each got a sniper, they've each got a close range weapon, shotgun, sword. And occasionally there's something in there like the brute shot that's super identifiable to jazz it up. But it's like, I know what a brute shot is. It's the gun with the big knife attached to it, yeah. you know. Or a Spartan grenade. laser, right? Like... Right. Or a Spartan laser. You know exactly what that thing does. And it's it's simple. Um, and that's accessible. That's really accessible. I think Halo 4 came out and suddenly all of the guns that existed 
oh, now we're going to have a Promethean version of a shotgun, which was like the, the bolt thing with the... I've forgotten what it's called. The bolt shot? Shielding. Oh, I can't remember. No, I think, it, I think it was... Oh! No, oh, the, the oh, sorry, you mean the scatter shot? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I mean the scatter shot. I was thinking about a different gun, but there's a scatter shot and the light rifle and the binary rifle. Um, the, the binary rifle was kind of cool because it was a power weapon that had its own specific gimmick. And I think I don't like this idea of there being different degrees of shotgun or different degrees of that's what uh, bothers me. Rifle. That's what bothers me. And, I think, and, and it bothers me. It, it bothers me just in that when I'm fighting an enemy and I see they're holding a shotgun or a sniper, I know exactly what to expect. I know exactly, you know, that's what that weapon does. I know what, yeah. what I'm facing, and yeah. it because it's all so iconic and identifiable. Yeah, I'm rambling now. Go ahead. I wanna, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's necessarily. I think in the campaign, I think it'd be acceptable because you you kind of you can mm -hmm. you can imagine there being this this array of weapons mm -hmm. on a halo that has kind of had the banished forces on there. We know the UNSC have been on there for, for quite a while. We don't quite know exactly why the hell it's cracked open, but we do know that it is, you know, we know that there's been forces on that ring for quite a time, for quite a while. Multiplayer, I think completely correct. Yes, it should be, yeah. you know, it should be a case of, you know, you have your handgun, your assault rifle, your BR, your sniper, your rocket launcher and your power weapon. And then you should have the other variant of that. Um, at least in your traditional sort of like Slayer maps, you know, capture the flag, your pro stuff. If you have an option where you have something similar to Warzone, where you can kind of loosen those restrictions a little bit, fine. Um, but for, for your standard multiplayer, it should remain almost like that, you know, very, very standardized. These are the weapons you have. You know exactly what to expect. Um, you know, th there's no way that you're going to turn around and go, okay, well, you know, I, I don't know whether he's got, a shotgun whether he's got the classic shotgun does yeah. he have a mauler is it you know that sort of stuff so yeah i think keeping kind of almost having a little bit of a gap between sort of stuff that you can do on campaign and the standard multiplayer is a good idea it means that you can go a little bit you know further with your multiplayer uh, with your campaign sort of weapons and then have you know and then really tightly hone your multiplayer weapons so you know like it was said, the, the the you know the time to kill is is yeah. still quick, but not ridiculously quick that you don't have time to react, or not ridiculously slow that it takes forever to kill anybody. Yeah, I I just I just people are saying like this bulldog that's not hashtag not my shotgun. Like give me just give me my shotgun <laughs> as well. And I like, my point of view is like I don't know. Like I only want one UNSC shotgun. I don't even mind there being a covenant version, the sword, and then a brute version, a ba say banished version, the hammer. And even even at a push, I don't mind there then being a Promethean version, the scatter shot. But don't give me like, like I, I get those; they're different enough. But I don't want another UNSC variant. To me, that's a little bit too much. I know. I mean, as we saw on the map, you've got the upgrades tab and the collectibles tab, and yeah. we know that there was a place called Golf Base. Just keep that to campaign, please. Like... Please keep that. Yeah, to exactly. <laughs> I do like this campaign. idea, and and you mentioned in campaign about the idea of like a classic weapon showing up as a power weapon. And I do think there's something very exciting about, you know, maybe being partway through the campaign and suddenly you're being given the classic pistol and it's like, oh, this is such a rewarding moment because I know what this is because See, I played with it before. I, I'm saying all yeah, of but this. Then, but then the moment, you, the moment you get the story. classic pistol, the campaign's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm saying all of this, though, and I, I want to then add that, like, the way Halo 5 did it, I think is quite cool. Like, they added the Halo 2 BR at one point and, like, 
That's pretty cool. They added the Halo CE Magnum, and it looks and sounds like the Halo CE. And that's and they added the old style rocket launcher because obviously Halo Five had the the different rocket launcher, and they added the, the 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 other rocket launcher back, and that's cool. But then the flip side is there's so many pistols in Halo Five now. There's so many. There's so many that if I now jump on after several years of not really playing it a lot. I don't know what's what. I don't know what's more powerful than what or what I should be using. And that's that's what I'm hoping to avoid. The funny you mentioned the weapons. This is this is me going deep lore nerd here. Um the interesting thing is that the pistol actually has a symbol on it that isn't uh isn't recognizable. So it's a brand new company that has made the weapon all of all of the weapons in the in yeah. from halo through to halo 5 were all made by a company out of mars this weapon is not this pistol is not so it kind of it kind of makes sense that we're getting some new versions of stuff because let's not forget at the end of halo 5 the cortana and the created pretty much wiped out most of you know most of the soul system yeah. with the emp we don't know what's going on there so it's entirely possible the reason we're seeing different weapons like the bulldog shotgun is because a easier to make yeah. and b it's you know it's it's quicker for them to make when it comes to resupplying the army quicker Right, we're going to talk about one final thing now. That's gameplay. Gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. The most important thing I would have thought Ooh. about Halo. Harry, first impressions on Halo Infinite's gameplay. I instantly, I think it was about a minute or two through the campaign, I got the CE vibes, like I mentioned earlier, with the pistol and the Halo 3 animations, like I also mentioned earlier. Yeah. And there was some a little added bits and pieces where it wasn't really, you know, too modern. I felt like it kind of pleased both the classic and the modern community. It got the classic feel, you got the vibes from it. It kind of fell all into place. And that was just for a campaign mission. And of course, and I know a lot of the multiplayer people are thinking, Oh, the grapple hook, this grapple hook back, and all the other bits and pieces. But they were happy with it too because of the fact that with Halo Five, you could slide uh, for quite a while—not a long time, but for like at least a second—and uh, it's quite hard to actually kill some of your opponents sometimes. But even then, it was only a small slide; doesn't give you too much an advantage. Even the sprint as well, the sprint wasn't really a huge detriment in any way. Like I think before, like you'd, you'd feel like you're running 20% faster than normal walking speed or running speed or yeah. anything like that. It kind of felt like it was five or 10%, which isn't really a huge difference, but not also a kind of way to, you know, affect the game too much where it can, uh, you know, affect the style of play, like which some of the players may have. Yeah. But I feel like in terms of like how everything was, I thought it was great. I know there's sort of probably some bits in there with the uh, force field and all that bits and pieces. I was looking at it and thinking, hmm, I don't think that's going to be a multiplayer. But if it is, then I'd love to see how on yeah. earth they'll try and fit it in somehow, some way. But it was more just the open world. As soon as I saw the map just appear, I was like, it screams Battle Royale, even with the graphics. <laughs> like, you know, okay, it's not like crazy graphics, but you've got to remember, look at Fortnite, look at Valorant, look yeah. at some of the other games. They've been very successful with the uh, different style of graphics. But Valorant has seen, very simple a lot graphics. More. Exactly. And it's only just been released recently. Even Fortnite, it's only a few years old now, but even still, it's still making a massive uh, impact in the esports scene, and mm -hmm. especially in the market as well. But, you know, going back to Halo Infinite, I think I was pleased but I just felt like I was left wanting much more, okay. especially, I think it might be different for us. Like for example, for me, it was like, I just want to see the multiplayer now. Just give me the multiplayer. Yeah, me too, like, me you know, too. Don't mess around. I just want to see exactly That's what always so be. annoying about and the Escher room guys, at the end. Cause it's like, I don't want to yeah. hear Escher. I want to see more gameplay. <laughs> yeah. And for you guys, it's like, I want to see what's the next mission and what the rest of the storyline is. Like what happened before and what happened after mm. we were all, 
left wanting more no matter if it's from a campaign or a multiplayer perspective and i think that was the go for, go to they were looking for but i'm sure next month maybe at gamescom or maybe at like another export showcase possibly um i'm sure we'll find out much more than what we're barking for yeah i i really hope so i mean the key things gameplay wise that we did get confirmed i mentioned this briefly at the start as, as you said the sprint uh and as you said there's slide there's clamber and there's hit markers on weapons and grenades how do you feel about those two things harry clamber and hit markers I wasn't really too sure about hit markers. I don't know if there was a hit marker only when you shoot the opponent or there was, if the, in the opponent in the, actually dies. Or... In the gameplay demo, there was actually, yeah, I think it was in the demo, he sticks uh, a brute with the spike grenade and there is a hit marker at the impact of the stick. I'm hoping that it's just because he was stuck. <laughs> I'm hoping that. <laughs> oh, really, the only, the only real problem is, is frag grenade hit markers, right? Well, that's yeah, one yeah, of yeah, like... Ones. Um, I, I think it was both really like for example like if you wanted to throw a nade at, lo at, at a lo precise location then if there's no hit markers then you'll just make the assumption that they're not there and then you can just go elsewhere but that person who you hit can easily come behind you but if there is hit markers then as soon as they throw that nade they're going to know exactly where they're positioned they're yeah. just going to go straight towards them and finish them off and I think that takes a lot a lot out of the individual skill in Halo. And I think it first came into play in Halo 4 or H2A. I can't remember uh, which would come to mind. But when we had that, that was just horrendous. It just made the game, you know, not as good in terms of like, you know, it's, a, it's about awareness as well about where your opponents could be. Mm -hmm. If you just like, if it's just a symmetrical map and you just throw a nade in one place, like on Carbine side, for example, and they get hit, it's like, oh, right, is there. Like, guys, let's go clean up, you yeah. know. It's, and they're getting the broom out and just clean up the frags left, right, and center. It's uh, pretty balmy, but, you know, it's not as bad as when Halo 4, like, in the multiplayer, you couldn't descope your opponent. So they could still be scoped in even whilst being shot back. It was uh, pretty balmy, but they, these fixes did come into play. But hit markers is still a big question mark for me. We'll have to... Uh, How about Clamber? Clamber, I don't mind, actually. I've kind of... Been accustomed to clamber now. It's kind of like a bit of a forte now. It's kind of the casual thing you're used to. It's like sprint. Like we're kind of used to it now. We've been, we've had clamber sprint and we've had sprint for like what ten years now at least. We've had clamber for like five. It's um, we've become accustomed to it now. We're used to it. It's part of our. It, it's built in game really. We're kind of used to how it all works and how it all feels. It's not just like oh clamber and we're kind of like trying to get used to how it works and what we should do with it. We've had clamber for so long now. I'm pretty sure it's just uh, just part of the mm -hmm. normal good gras now. Okay, but no, yeah. I'm perfectly fine with clamber. Generally pretty good. All right, Toby, what do you think? I liked it. Uh, one of the most fun things that I, and one of the things I said about it that looked the most fun was just. Oh, it look, doesn't it look like there's so many ways you could approach any given combat situation? And you look at these brutes, right? And there's a, the, you know, the shields are going up and there's boxes over here and there's ledges over there. And I'm just like, I get the impression that if I were to play this campaign multiple times over, I'm not going to play it the same way any two times. Uh, I'll have preferred methods and stuff. But And to me, that that is part of the, far, uh, the fun and the charm of... Halo, we were doing this morning, we were doing that mission, The Storm, right? And we were taking on the Scarab in Halo 3, and you had your preferred way of doing it, you know, <laughs> knocking down its leg, bringing it down. I have my preferred way of doing it, which is jumping off of the, the cranes at the top of the level. And I think having the ability to traverse any environment in any way and kind of, you know, as long as the physics, the physics engine is consistent... It's going to be a lot of fun. And seeing things like the grappling, seeing things like the clambering. Yeah, I was definitely excited. Seeing them, like, 
pull a fusion coil and throwing the fusion coil at the enemy. That's, I mean, that's awesome. Who doesn't want to do that? And I just think it's we've been given some really cool I, tools. To I think it's out. a shame that in the demo it doesn't actually kill the enemy. He throws the fusion. Coil. I feel like that would have made it right. It's just a bit unfortunate <laughs> that it didn't. But there's yeah. also as he runs past a fusion coil. There's also the press RB to pick up fusion coil. Yeah, yeah. So you could be running towards a group of enemies, pick up this fusion coil, yeet it into the middle of them, and then pick <laughs> off all the stragglers. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? Dude, my yeah. favorite my favorite thing is that brutes can throw grunts at you. Like that is that yeah. yes. <laughs> or that yes. they stumble. I mean, when you shoot the legs, they stumble when they're That's raging. Fun. That's yeah. so fun. It's fantastic. I think the, the the gameplay that we saw was it wasn't quite as quick as we've seen, but it was quick enough to keep you interested, and you could kind of you know. Chief was just wading through them like an armored tank, which yeah. is, you know, I'm hoping that there is a little bit more speed put into it. I felt the grappling hook was a little bit slower than I like it. But again, we know there are upgrades, so that's going to be, a, you know, that's going to be a chance. And again, the fact that this has been confirmed as being, as taking place on Zeta Halo means that we just have so much more to look forward to. I, I don't even... I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain that. Now, I believe that it's been confirmed that the grapple hook in campaign is always going to be, it's always, you're always going to have it. There's a cooldown, but you're always going to have it and other equipment you can pick up. But in multiplayer, I believe the grapple hook itself is an equipment pickup. It seems that we're going back to the Halo 3 style of, you know, bubble shields and power drains, except we've got drop walls and we've got grapple shots, grapple shots, that's what it's called, right? The grapple shot. Um, what are you, Lethal? Are you happy that we're returning to equipment pickups, or did you prefer armor abilities? Um, me personally, I didn't like either. In all fairness, um, I felt like with like the regen in Halo Three, it just annoys me. In fact, I'll get into a BR fight with someone that they use regen. It's like, well, I was winning that fight, and now you're just going to regen. Power Drainer, it was okay to a certain extent, and the Bubble Shield kind of worked as a regen in some ways. But you know, if someone had sword or shotgun or anything like that or they were just absolutely ridiculous with the snipe, no scoping if they come through the bubble, then, you know, it's very disadvantageous to the person who's winning that fight or winning that bout. Um, the armor abilities on Reach, I think that kind of destroyed Reach multiplayer and put it, like, down to its grave pretty much. Armor lock, come you know, on. Armor lock, <laughs> like, armor lock. The, the armor lock looked so cool. It looks incredible, but in multiplayer... It did not need to be there, but it did take out in competitive play. But in the social play, it was fine. For if anyone who played yeah. casually, you can have fun with the sprint or the uh, armor lock or anything like that. And to be fair, Grapple Hook, it could find its way into competitive multiplayer, but it definitely will be in casual 100%. There's no doubt about that. But I don't know if you guys ever played Apex. It kind of gave me that Pathfinder kind of feel okay. in terms of at yeah. least grappling to like your, you know, to yeah. certain areas of the map. It could be a great tool. For example, if you're like the person, if all three of your teammates are alive and you've just spawned, it's a great way to kind of catch up to your teammates instead of sprints. There's probably numerous ways to um, kind of like make use of the grapple hook. Like look at uh, Quake Champions. There's also a uh, a champion in Quake where called Athena, where she, her main focus is the grapple hook. And she's executed really well. And normally only the top players can actually control her to such a high extent. So I'm thinking it could be possible. Maybe it could be a permanent use of multiplayer, or maybe they'll just mm -hmm. take it out like just completely. But it's not. I don't think it's too bad as an item pickup. It doesn't give like you know a worse player an advantage or anything like that. If anything, it should um, help in some way mm -hmm. the person who's actually the better player. 
Right, I wanna I wanna sum up everyone's thoughts finally in a number. I want you to give me a number between one and ten. How excited are you based on the showcase last week for Halo Infinite? Kexman, let's start with you. Um, I could be really smarmy and go seven because that's Bungie's number, but I won't. Um, <laughs> uh, I will probably, I don't know, I, I'll probably give it an eight. Uh, just because I think there's there's a lot, a lot of potential there. I mean, obviously, again, there's still some stuff that they need to get sorted, which I have complete faith in them in doing. If they manage to nail that, I I honestly believe it will be a fantastic sort of like jumping off point for the future of Halo if they do decide to mm-hmm. kind of keep this as the uh, the basis of the of the next sort of like ten years of mainline here at, at Halo games. Uh-huh. So an eight from Kexman. Right. I'd say an eight, yeah, Harry. Oh, I don't know. It's, oh, do you know, it's probably a, it's a really hard question. You've really, not even seen multiplayer just, yet. So that's, I know, I it's know exactly. But I think I've seen enough in terms of like the weaponry in his arsenal, which was used and all the other bits and pieces. I'm going to give it a seven and a half because I'm still not sure yet. Like, I think it looked great. Like, I think there's a difference between watching the footage and actually physically playing the footage. Yeah. Like, I don't really care about like what's there what's not there what should be used what not should be used i'm more about just enjoying the game as long as i have that feeling of enjoying the game i don't care if it's sprint or it's got a classic feel or anything like that as long as it feels halo-esque in some way like don't get me wrong if i find out battle royale comes out my, that number 7.5 will already change to a 10 really or that's, like that. that's the difference you see a lot of people well, in the internet nowadays yeah. are like oh the last thing i want is another battle royale but i'm kind of with you like i'd love to have a go at a halo as long as it's yeah. not at the detriment of the other gameplay exactly it don't get me wrong battle royale is slowly becoming an oversaturated market but this is halo we're talking about it's not not just a random game created out of nowhere this is it'll be a side thing for them either it comes out with launch or it comes out in the future or maybe they not even have it at all that's another question but it would be huge and so many influencers and streamers and youtubers etc would be all over that and it's gonna be it'll make it so good for the player base all right toby give me a number i'm gonna give you a nine and my reasoning for a nine is that I'm not a Halo super duper mega fan. I love Halo. I love the lore. I love the world. But I don't need it to be super mega perfect. Like, I don't have these incredibly high expectations. Since Halo 4 and Halo 5, this is like the best looking Halo since like Halo 3, Halo Reach. Yeah, I'm more excited about this than I have in the last few games. Yeah, it's a nine out of ten. Of course, there's stuff in there that I'm like, eh. But. Plenty of time for that to improve. Yeah, um, no, no, no. My number is 11 out of 10 because. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm, not, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, fine, 10. Um, I've watched the demo more times now than I would like to admit. Yeah. I, yeah, I, honestly, I've done the same. I've probably watched it around is it, is 16 it, or 17 times now. The full is it too late to change my number to infinite? <laughs> oh. All right, final thing. We've had a couple of questions come in from Twitch chat using channel points. Um, we'll, we'll get through these quickly, but we've got um, Matty Hond has asked, "Do you guys like Minecraft?" Honestly, no. I don't understand the appeal. Um, I'm gonna say the same as Kexman, but the thing is, though, it's like I've played it a little bit. It's probably something where I could just chill and mellow and just get away from everything. But to be fair, I've not really had that feeling that much, so um, it's all right. It's okay. Toby, not really for me. No, nor me. Okay, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that one was easy. Uh, next question, final question is, Jay asks, favorite weapon in Halo and why? This is a good one. 
Um, I can probably say whilst you two yeah, no, jump, jump have in. a bit of a thought. CE Pistol, quickest kill time in the game. Love it. CE Pistol, right? Halo okay. 2 Energy Sword feels really good. Yeah. It does. Um, That's true. Although, even the pistol in ODST, because you just like, grunt heads just pop, 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 pop. <laughs> yeah, especially, if you, especially if you've got the grunt birthday skull. Yeah, uh, that's a really good combo. I'm trying to think. There's there's a couple I can think of. Uh, the original Halo Two Carbine, I loved. I love the original Halo Two Carbine. Uh, obviously, a massive. I'm I'm a big fan of the Halo Four Assault Rifle because that thing just sounded and looked meaty. Uh, but I would probably I'd I'd probably go and say um, I'm a big fan of the Halo Three Brute Shot. I think the Brute Shot is a phenomenal weapon. I love that thing. I find this really hard. Like, there's so many things I could say. So I'm going to give you a. I'm going to give you a, a law one, which is the needler. Okay. I, I just think the needler, just generally, is a very cool weapon. Very it's unique. Cool. At least back when it came out, it was super unique. And I feel yeah. like a Halo game is not a Halo game without the needler. Like people, are, I've heard people saying, "Oh, don't take away my DMR. It's a classic Halo weapon." I don't know if I'd quite consider the DMR a classic. Like it's been half the games. You, for me, the classic weapons are like the plasma pistol, the needler, assault rifle. Battle rifle, shotgun, rocket launcher, yeah. uh, and I think the energy sword also counts. It's not in C, it's not in ODST, yep. but like energy sword totally counts. They are sort of classic that, Halo weapons. I think that the thing with the needler is as well is you see how powerful it is in the game, but if you read the novels, you actually find out just how gruesome that thing is. Because when you think about what that weapon does and what it can do to the human body, um, mm. I think there's uh, Halo Ghosts of Onyx, where one of the Spartan threes, one of the trainees, he gets caught across the the side of his chest yeah. with a bunch of needles yeah um, and by the time he gets back to the platoon his his ribs are showing like these the, the needler <laughs> is nasty but the uh the weapon i'm actually going to say is, is in terms of gameplay i'm cheating a little bit and saying too uh it probably won't be my favorite weapon tomorrow I'm, i change my mind about this regularly but i've been saying this a lot <laughs> to friends recently low-key my favorite weapon that i've been using in halo 3 multiplayer over the last couple of weeks it's actually the plasma rifle, which is which is yeah. a bit of an off the wall answer, I think. But it's just the way that in in Halo Three and I think in Two as well, it just saps your shield like that. Like it's very functionally similar to the um to the plasma pistol, but you can almost mm -hmm. use the plasma rifle like a shotgun. You just literally hold the the trigger down for a second and punch in the dead. And I don't know, I I kind of enjoy that. It kind of yeah, like in. Halo 3 and Halo 2 as well. I think Halo 3 more, it's like with the plasma rifle, it just deletes that overshield. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But with Halo 1, it was weird because you would just freeze pretty much. You can that's barely right, move yeah, and right. you can just literally just circle around like that, just get behind them and go, right, thank you very much. That's another that's another yes. kill behind me. But yeah, I can I can agree with that to a certain extent. I just love how you can, you know, you 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 bounce a grenade off the wall, blast them with a plasma rifle for like a second and, and the grenade will kill them. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. What are you going to say, Toby? Do we have time? I have a question for each of our guests. Sure. Uh, well, it's, it's you I'm trying to rush this for because you've got your. Oh, uh, yeah, we got, we, got, we got 10 minutes. We got like five minutes. I want some quick answers. Um, so, Kexman, Zeta Halo, that's what we're on? Yes. Just super quick summary for someone who has no idea. Why are we excited about this 
you have like 60 seconds. <laughs> uh, the reason we are excited about the Zeta Halo is because it was one of the original... Uh, the, the Halos were originally built much, much bigger, and then they were reduced out, or most of them were destroyed. They were reduced down in size. This one is an original... Uh, halo this was actually where the precursor who was kind of like the civilization before the forerunners was mm -hmm. and uh the precursor is or the the precursors before the forerunners are effectively the ones that created the flood we know that zeta halo had several grave mines on it we know it was very very pivotal in the forerunner flood war and it's also potentially where mendicant bias could be there's a lot more to it than that but that's kind of it's, it's essentially the most the halo halo it's the, yeah, effectively, it is the central point of the okay. majority of the Halo lore. I think a lot of us think of Installation 04 as, as that. So Halo 1, the Halo room. But yeah, I guess... So that's, it's Alpha, the... that's Halo 1, I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's but, the, but I, Halo. Installation 05 was Beta Halo. But I guess anyone in the sort of extended universe, it's like Zeta Halo is the is the, is the the standout one. Did you have, a, did you yeah. have another question? Yeah, and then everyone believed it. Everyone believed it. So you, know, you say you don't know much about the campaign or anything like that. So what is... A Cortana. <laughs> um, can I not answer that? <laughs> I want your best AI. Attempt. AI. Okay. You're better... so confused. Don't <laughs> help him. Don't help him. Don't help him. Don't help no, no, I'm not going to help him. I'm make it oh, no, I've already said my answer. So that's literally the best you're going to get. <laughs> okay. Next question. Who created? Who was Cortana created from? I didn't even know it even created by something. So there you go. That's, <laughs> okay. that's number two. How about how about what is a halo ring? Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. I see. I told you. I have <laughs> no idea. This is great. This no is great. idea. All right, let's. I'll go. tell you what. Actually, I I have only completed one campaign, and that was Halo One. But they've, that was like in two thousand three, and right. even then, I wasn't really playing for the plot. I was more just going around you know killing everything and yeah, all that yeah. stuff so yeah it is madness for after 18 years i know almost zero about the storyline like even if i've only completed yeah, one halo game it's mad we can we do another one of these in about two months where we just do nothing but grill lethal on the Halo <laughs> and see just how far Look, he's dude, i'm a campaign noob i can't you got some homework to do lethal. all right we're gonna I've we're gonna huge we're gonna wrap this one up but of course first i want to thank all of you guys for coming on and this is your opportunity to promote yourselves get everyone to follow you on your own platforms kexman we'll start with you where can these wonderful people find you uh, so you can find me in two places. Uh, number one, every Friday, 7 p.m. BST uh, on Warcraft Radio, a show called You Think You Do But You Don't. I host uh, with another couple of fine gentlemen. Um, that's always fun. That's always good fun. Uh, and you can also find me on my own channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash kexmanwcr, where I play amongst other things. Um, you know, World of Warcraft, Halo, there's Divinity Original Sin 2. There's, there's a lot of various different things. Uh, that's pretty much where you can find me here on this wild world we call the interwebs. Awesome. Well, there you go. I mean, links to all of your socials are in the chat already, but uh, Lethal, we'll move on. Where can these wonderful people find you? You can find me at Lethal underscore HT on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, you name it, probably every social media platform you can think of. And on Twitch, I normally stream, not the campaigns, believe it or not. That <laughs> is definitely something on my, honestly, if I had a to-do list, it would be number one after not knowing like almost every single one of those questions. <laughs> but yeah, no, you'll find me uh, uh, basically competing or like playing competitively or maybe doing some online tournaments here and there just to, uh, just for the giggles really. But yeah, you'll find me on at Lethal underscore HT, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. 
Okay, and what about the chucklehead next to me? Where can they, where can they oh, find you? Oh, you know me. I'm Birdkeeper Toby on everything, doing some Pokemon videos right after when we air this podcast live on Twitch. I do community raid hours, which I'm going to go do now. We can jump into some Pokemon raids together on uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Birdkeeper Toby. Birdkeeper Toby on everything. And my name is Dan or Falcone. If you're watching live, please consider dropping a follow if you enjoyed the podcast. I'm live Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays, streaming a variety of different games, including, of course, Halo. Uh, and this podcast will be on my YouTube channel, which you'll be able to find if you look at Falcone Hosts. Um, you can follow me on Falcone Hosts on any of those social media. Thank you, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you again next week.